Welcome to Demo Cinema Podcast. Hard rock metal your thing? Indie films? Fetish? And a great monthly episode of Tales of Terror. It's all right here. So without further ado, here's your podcast hosts, Michael and Nicole. Hey, Alan, how are you doing? How are you doing? Great, good to be on online with all you guys. This is great to talk about this stuff. Yeah, I, I really, I mean, I guess from the time I was probably like five when I got to see Jaws and just the music that came out from John Williams and then listening to like a lot of like Pino DiMaggio with what he did with Carrie. What uh, I love the soundtrack for Halloween. I think it's just absolutely beautiful. And one of the questions I've wanted to always know is like how was it working with John and how was how did y'all come up with the whole uh, Silver Shamrock thing okay so a little clarity on that so here's here's the the trail for me the first movie I worked on with John Carpenter was Escape from New York and that was actually my first my first film score and that occurred because the picture editor from Star Trek The Motion Picture, which was my first big movie ever, a fellow named Todd Ramsey, Escape from New York was his next show, and he introduced me to John, and John came over to my house, and this was all very casual, we're just guys, like guys are guys, it's set up in my dining room, uh, you know, it's, not, not, it's, it's technology, state of the art for what it is, but it, you know, it was like a bunch of analog synths and a tape recorder and a mixer and some speakers and played him some sounds and John looked at me and he said, "Hey, let's do it." Yeah, that was it. it was no uh, no big formal anything. All of a sudden, I'm in the world of John Carpenter. We create the score from an, uh, Escape from New York uh, in my dining room, and uh, his next assignment is going to be the thing. So 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 John's getting ready for pre-production on the thing, and he kind of and at the same time they want to do the Halloween two sequel, and. So uh, we're sitting there. I forget what we're doing. He was over for some reason on Escape from New York and mentioned uh, what's happening. He says, Alan, I'm going to be busy on be busy on the thing, so you're going to do Halloween. And that oh, was wow. it. It was like an assignment. <laughs> like, you're going to do right. Halloween. And so uh, he went off, and the, the production on, on the thing was very elaborate. Uh, a lot of really risky stuff, especially going up in the, in the ice and snow in Vancouver in the winter. And, you know, and it was a big production because... They had to go there when the weather was clear and plant all the explosives and all the stuff that was going to happen in the various scenes all planned out. Then get it all going and then leave and come back, you know, three months later after it snowed all everything. So it would be pristine snow over all these explosives to be able to pull this off. It was, it was really elaborate. It was really a, a field trip. It wasn't only just a studio job. And, and they, they have all kinds of stories in that. But anyhow, uh, in running a parallel that Rick Rosenthal is hired to do Halloween 2, Deborah Hill's pretty much running the show in John's absence, and she's the other Halloween person, so of course she has the vision and trying to be true to the original one, but uh, new producers and a bunch of other dynamics. So so basically the, the theme from Halloween, the original Halloween one, is John Carpenter. Um, I didn't write that stuff. Bum, 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 as him before I ever met him. But I inherited all that stuff as the legacy of Halloween, so I played that theme many times myself. And for Halloween 2, I used the model that was John's Halloween 1, and then built on top of it with a bunch of overdubs, which in the music world means just keep playing more and more tracks to thicken it up. And I really gave it that gothic feel for Halloween 2. That's a little Halloween 1's 
it, it is what it is. And then I went on, like I said, I add more to it. And, and some, for a lot of people, the Halloween 2 version of the Halloween theme is the iconic one. That's the one more people will latch on as just pure standalone music. And hence, that's why you guys use that on your, your theme also. It's just the one that sounds right, right. for, for the kind of the forever bin. So that, that's it. Working with John Carpenter was, we were pals. Uh, you know, it would be him just coming over on whatever movie we were working on. And, and for, for John doing the score to his music was like vacation, he said. So instead of dealing wow. with all the, all the craziness of making the movie and the production and where it is and what the edit is and stuff like that, he would finally be able to kick back. It was like, the, it was like the reward for doing his movie was to sit back and kind of, you know, just kick off his shoes and, and get out a cigarette and a, some cup of coffee and, and watch his movie and be in the composer's chair and uh, make this stuff up. So, you know, he, he already wrote the movie, often directed it, then um, sat through the edit. So he would pretty much make the first pass at this stuff because he knew what he wanted. So I, I went to a very exclusive school of one being sitting next to John Carpenter through, golly, eight or nine movies. Uh, and and uh, sometimes he was there and sometimes he wasn't there, but, you know, it's still all in his legacy. So that, that's kind of the short version of what could be a long story. What else? Uh, I definitely I definitely would like to know the Silver Shamrock thing. I mean, that's, all right, all right, there's so, so many singers that you put within Halloween 3 that are memorable to me, and, and Halloween 3 being that little theme song was really, sure. I mean, it's genius. Well, all right, here's the Silver Shamrock story. So Halloween 3, John is, in this case, sort of in the background watching Halloween 3 go down as a franchise piece, but now it's Tommy Lee Wallace is the director. Deborah's still involved. And so I'm working with Tommy. And I, I got, and, and so when John came over to do the score for Halloween 3, he was now the composer only. And uh, he put on a couple, a couple records of the day. We listened to some stuff, and then he looked at me and he said, Alan, Halloween 3 is going to be real easy. We're just going to rip ourselves off. Meaning that, <laughs> meaning that, you know, he loved what we did on Halloween, on Escape from New York and Halloween. Everything was fine. Just, just keep doing whatever we're doing. So we, we came up with uh, the score, which the, the score to Halloween 3 as a standalone piece of music is pretty, um, pretty good. Uh, you know, it's in the flavor, but it's, it's all, it's not generic. It's its own thing. And then we come to this Silver Shamrock thing you're talking about. And that, mm -hmm. the process on that was a call, phone call from Deborah Hill. And she said, I need this Silver Shamrock theme. And I don't want any issues with copyright or sounding like. So we're going to, we're going to do something that's PD. And if you think about it, she said, do it to the theme of London Bridges falling down. Nice. And that's exactly what it is. Yeah. How funny is that? And, and so that way we knew our problems. And then Tommy being the, the, the director and also, you know, guiding me in, in this thing, he came over and he was the voice on, on the, the theme is, is Tommy Lee. And I just, I just dialed up in my Prophet 10 sequencer, London Bridges falling down with Alan Howard synthesizer orchestration and making it like a calliope. And, and that's what it is. That's that excellent. so awesome. Thank you so much. Sure. Thanks for listening in today. You can check out the podcast episodes on Spotify, iTunes, or check us out on the web on YouTube at Demo Cinema Podcast. We appreciate your support.